Welcome back, everybody. Hello. All right, this one just gonna warn you right off the right off the top that we're gonna go pretty hardcore on this one. This is gonna make a lot of people mad, or make a lot of like a lot of people agree. And I, I that's my that's what I pray that um, that people eyes are opened uh, in this. But because again, this isn't a topic of opinion or anything. No, else. this it's, is truth. Yeah, but it's. I'm so bothered by it because it just, I, number one, we're going to talk about Francis Chan. And then number two, we're just going to kind of talk about this, um, just kind of the discussion will come off of that about these guys are starting to fight back. And Heidi, you didn't get a chance to watch it before we podcasted. Um, But Todd White has come out with a video now. I saw just the conversation that you and your associate pastor and his wife that you guys were having, mm-hmm. and I saw that last night, and I was like, oh gosh, I it, don't even want to open that. For I those of you don't. who don't know, Todd White is a well-known faith healing heretic. Um, that's that's the best way to describe him. He's been featured on American Gospel, and that's what, um, that's what the, the video actually goes over. Uh, Todd's talking about his role in American Gospel. And he literally calls it demonic. That they the opposition against him was so demonic Todd opposition. So Todd White, who is the yes. heretic, calls yes. American Gospel, which is fantastic. Highly recommend it. It is on Netflix now. Even if you are a Netflix subscriber, it's right. on Amazon, it's on YouTube, it's everywhere. Highly recommend it. But Todd White, the heretic, calls American Gospel demonic. That's his response to it when somebody's like, "Hey, you know, you're in this, right?" He, you know, he literally called it demonic i mean that's isaiah 520 right there woe to those who call evil good and good evil who put darkness for light and light for darkness who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter that's exactly the definition of that right there and this is all because he is well-known heresy i mean we're not we're not even joking at this point um yeah he's not on the fence no not at all um, but uh, the, really, this this was kind of centered in, in just this whole response to this whole thing, and this is of no surprise. But in my like in my experience and in, in being in ministry and and being in this, this is the first experience where I've seen like the official hardcore charges against these teachers come out. And then they fight back. Like, I've seen Joel Olstein and, and all those, you know, um, Jesse Duplantis. All those are, they're older. Like, they went through this whole process a while ago. These, this whole new wave of teachers now that's that have gone into, that have left the faith, that have gone into heresy, and now that are fighting back, this is a whole new group of them now. This is, it's just really interesting. And Chan is one of them. Um, and that's, it's, of course, it's not, like I said, it's not of no surprise to us in the church. We were, Paul told us exactly that this was going to happen. So it's not like, oh my gosh, what's happening? But it's just interesting because this is, I think, one of the, one of the best examples and the best cases of having a teacher that started off, I would say, solid 
um, Francis, Francis Chan. Chan, meaning Francis yeah. Chan. So yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm taking. Oh, we loved Francis Chan. I'm taking this direction into, you know, I'm taking this. Into well, I just wanted to clarify in case now. anyone thought you were still talking. Yeah, about I, I know, and I should have <laughs> clarified that. I'm taking this conversation into the the Chan direction now, and then like we'll, we'll just develop that because conversation later. Because he was a teacher that I know you and I, we both, we really loved. His sure, there teaching. was. Yeah, I he really enjoyed it. Yeah. Teachings. Yeah, we really enjoyed. Francis is teaching some Absolutely. of his earlier stuff. Yep. Um, I, I did. I benefited a lot from some of his his teachings when I and when I when I first started seminary. This was before he had gone off the rails. But recently, I've gotten a lot of questions, and all through this, I've always got questions about Francis Chan. Well, what do you feel about Francis Chan? Somebody just asked me this week specifically. And I thought that was interesting that somebody asked me this question and then this video came out that day that somebody, I mean, not that there's, not that, that I'm, I'm not being sensational about that. I just, you know, it, it was just, well, the was timing like, yep. just kind the of, the timing was just perfect. It was like, okay. Right. And so I was that. like, absolutely. I'm going to do, you know, yeah, let me just hold off on answering that and I'll just podcast this because this Francis Chan thing has, I suspect this has made a couple of our church members leave our church um, just because of my comments and my my what I've answered and said about Francis Chan. And I was one of the early ones that saw his rise to this, where he's at now. And I started calling him out a long time ago on it. Man, I, I called a, I, I, I straight up said that Francis Chan is a false teacher. And I got bombarded, plastered for that. Um, it even came inside of my own church that, like I said, I, th I suspect a couple of church members left because they had, they had brought it against me with my comments and my sayings on this. And I had defended it and I had provided biblical definition of why. Um, I said these things and why I'm totally cool with saying these things. Um, and, you know, we, we ended well, but I suspect that didn't make that person happy. But at this point, it doesn't matter. It, it does not matter now because now we've gone. This was this uh, video that has come out. I'm, I'm talking about there's a, a, a Zoom call between. Um, it, it, dude, it was like a. a false teacher neapolitan i could not believe but all the people on there specifically when you specifically three people that we were focusing on i think there was i don't know how many there were but the specific three that, that I'm, we're focusing on these are the only ones that talk during this part of the video and i don't know what the purpose of this phone call was i don't know the hit the story behind it but before I, I go any further, I want to say to people that are getting upset right now that I understand that Francis Chan said to Mike Bickle and to Bill Johnson that he would work on their doctrine later, and they were all laughing about it. So Francis played off this like, oh, I'm, I'm not agreeing with everything that Bill Johnson and Mike Bickle say. Like he's that he didn't say those words, but this was what was implied when he's when they were all laughing and everybody can go pull up the video. We'll link it yep. and watch it. 
and you can see this. You can see exactly the way that this is implied and everything else. And he implied that, yes, I don't agree with all of your doctrine, but we'll, well, we'll fix that. We'll work that out later. I love you. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. Laughing. Yeah, everybody's but laughing. But then he that. spends the whole rest of, even before that, and then the whole rest of this call praising these people and literally acknowledges the fact that people i, I mean it, it's just mind-blowing to me he literally acknowledges that these people are known heretics that he's been associated with them and he does not care and that he's sorry for ever being uh kind of iffy about promoting johnson bill johnson or or bickle for those of you that don't know, um, Bill Johnson from Bethel and Mike Bickle from IHOP, which is International House of Prayer, both well-acknowledged, well-known heretics. I mean, we just went through this raising of olive that Bethel went through before. It was right before COVID. Yeah. That was the that was the story, which was absolutely tragic. That it was just of the passing of the the little girl there. Um, heartbreaking was a, heartbreaking watching that uh, whole it was process. it was so sad but the whole they they literally believed and and taught that they could raise people from the dead and and they went through a whole week of attempting to pray and, and raise this girl from the dead i mean th that's heresy that's just i mean that is just flat there's nothing that you can you know, you can't wiggle around that. Um, so Francis is sitting there praising these people that teach these things and believe these things. Then he says to to uh, Bickle that he studied him. I think it was Bickle. I don't remember if it was Bickle or Johnson. But he goes, I studied you in seminary. Now, mind you, Francis graduated from master seminary under macarthur yeah he's lit the, he's saying that he studied a heretic while he was in a solid seminary in in this was kind of he was just revealing this you know that he absolutely loved him couldn't get enough of him thought he was so so holy you know he he's talking about how these men are indwelt so heavily with the holy spirit and all the and then he acknowledges that he used to talk against these people. He goes, yeah, I used to, used to talk against both of you. He goes, I don't remember if I directly offended, uh, uh, you know, Johnson. You know, But he's like, both of these men were men that, that I used to teach against. And I, used to, uh, and I used to stand up there on my platform and call everybody a heretic that, that listened to these teachings or believe this or whatever. I could not, again, I can't get over it, but that is in itself, that just tells you everything that you need to know right there. It's wide out in the open. Now, for the people that like believe this, and there's people that actually believe this, and yes, should we be, should, but should we be praying that the Lord's will be done in this situation? Absolutely. Do we have to pray for the wolf? Absolutely not. And he knows full well what he's doing. Dude, my church just went out. We just went over Matthew, Matthew chapter 12. Okay, everybody, I know I'm completely cool with the words that I speak. This is everybody 
always throws back to me that you better be careful judging or, or how you throw around these words of heresy and false teachings and you know you you'll have to st- I, I, you don't think i know that i'm going to have to stand before the lord one day and and answer for everything that i speak and everything that i say and i, I absolutely i do i know that i'm in a i'm in a position now where i'm a teacher that puts me in a whole different category that puts me in knowing that I'm going to have to answer for everything that I say. So I better truly believe and feel these things if I'm going to say them. So well aware of all of that. And I'm completely I'm completely cool with having it on record that I am completely fine with standing in front of the glorified Christ and explaining how I warned everybody and told everybody that Francis Chan is a false teacher and teaches false doctrine along with all these other people that were that we were we were speaking of and this has just kind of got a whole new wave recently now where they're fighting back at this in a very very smart way because they're 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 they putting being these false the, teachers the Chans Bickle correct Todd White you know all of them correct now they're they're acknowledging these things and then they're pointing out then they're going to this you know well look at us judging a teacher of the word and then trying to to balloon this up to try to 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 prove their doctrine which i mean and it's funny because they they don't have any they don't come with any scripture of course they just come with their their feelings and what the spirit tells them to do and their own personal revelations that they all have you know but of course there's no scripture ever you know mentioned in here on on why on how you're refuting what you're teaching when we have a whole list of ways to explain how francis is is and the rest of these guys how we identify them, what we do. Why don't we? You know what? All right, go ahead and read this really helpful article that I wanted to go ahead and share with everybody because it's a very well-written article and it's full of scripture on how to identify these things and where our position in these things comes from. Obviously from a biblical backing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it talks about a few things and kind of goes into the point you know that obviously many of these people are just motivational speakers they only talk about love and you know live in your best life now and and all of these things and then it says but who's going to talk about the severity of god um while jesus teaches christians to use money wisely and not to be materialistic people like creflo dollar are asking for 60 million dollar jets if a false teacher tells you not to judge them because the bible says not to judge that's a sign you're right about them because the bible says to judge with the correct judgment that's very important very very remember that because they will throw off that judgment will be the first thing that they do yep Absolutely. Of course, I mean, that's natural reaction to anybody. But that's our don't sinful e- flesh talking. Don't expect that, oh, see, they've defended, they've already answered that. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 no. no. 
Um, it says, if you can't judge, then how would you be able to judge against false teachers, which the Bible warns us to watch out for? That's weird. How will you be able to judge against the Antichrist, right? How will you be able to judge against a good and a bad friend? Christians can identify false prophets by aligning what they teach and say with scripture and also by how they act. If something seems fishy, look in the scripture for yourself and judge with righteousness so the truth is not blasphemed. Today's church cannot remain faithful if it tolerates false teachers and leaves their teachings uncorrected and unconfronted. Absolutely. We cannot forget that. Yeah. We cannot just let these things pass by and just hope and pray that they get better. It's no, they must be confronted and they must be stopped. To an individual believer, though, that this don't feel like that this is your duty to go and post that somebody's wrong on Facebook or go to somebody, you know, don't, unless yeah, like you're not the police to, to go yeah, now. Yeah, you're not the police. Like, this, isn't what you're, this isn't what this is, okay? But these things are, if you have in your circle, in your group of people that you're around, that if you have the ability, if you have somebody that's involved in it or, you know, that were to do this, um, that would be an opposition that you'd be called to, to make. Um, you know, like I said, you're, you're not meant to be go out and patrol the streets and, and everything else. But, you know, this is definitely not something that you can you can let go or we can let slide. It needs to stop. But based more so this is more for the the more mature believers or for teachers mostly i mean teachers is what this is for i mean we cannot let these things continue and this is more so just showing the side of a teaching standpoint with saying this is why we say these things and they sound really mean and unloving and it's like we we don't care and we, it's just all hate and all those different things i know the same song. I mean, it's been, I've, you know, I've been accused and said so many bad things about me so many times when it's, okay, whatever, it's, it's fine, it doesn't bother me, but you're missing the point. The point is, is no, I do, I, I, I love people, I love, I love God's people, I, um, and the sheep are, are something that need to be protected. You are a dumb sheep you don't know why do you think the sheep was the why was that reference used sheep are not the smartest animals on the planet and they need protection especially in the middle east where you know there's like even some some hierarchy you see these like sheep like halfway off the side of the mountain in some of those have you seen some of those yeah. videos? Yeah. It's crazy. The shepherd's there for a reason. <laughs> the, it's He's there for a reason. And so it's not, and, and that's, it's funny because these people come out and say the very same things that people are defending them. They're saying, well, they, they, they love to judge and they just don't understand. And then they're saying, oh, well, you know, we just let it roll off. It doesn't even bother us because, you know, the Holy Spirit will will definitely, definitely comfort us in, in, in the fact that we're being just persecuted as false teachers. That's, and that's the way that you will see on the video once we, once, you know, I don't know, hopefully you've already seen it. But um, just to, it, it, not hopefully, it's sad. It really is. I'm, it, it does not make me happy to do this podcast. I, it's not like I've been itching 
No, it's heartbreaking. To say that I'm right, because I shared in the beginning that when I first started seminary, Francis Chan was one of the people that really helped me um, understand a few different, you know, a, a few different things in in the way of prayer and, um, you know, just, just a couple other little random things. It wasn't, um, obviously it wasn't any of his doctrine that he's, he's gone off on, um, because he didn't used to be like that. And he, uh, he's, he is now. So, I mean, I, to be honest with you, I can't even recommend his past works because now, even now that I'm going back, there's a lot of things that in there that it that were slipped in that I was like, well, you know what? I see where this started. I see exactly where this started. And it was, um, you know, he he just didn't. It was almost for him. It wasn't like it was enough. He keep he needed more. He needed extra biblical revelation. He needed all these different things, and and, and he's just gone off. So let me quit rambling and finish this uh, <laughs> article, hey, because we get now to the point of the scriptures here. So let's go through these scriptures, you guys. I mean, write them down. We'll link this um, article so you guys can go, you know, and pull all this up. But let's look at these, and these are the things we're testing all of these guys against, right? Francis Chan. Um, Bick, you know, Mike Bickle and Todd White, uh, T.D. Jakes, Rick Warren, Creflo Dollar, Joyce Meyer, Joel Osteen. I mean, all of these guys, they're all just nonsense. Okay, so the first one, we're going to talk about the sin of greed. The reason why we have many false teachers. For many, it's a get-rich-quick scheme. Others don't speak the truth because that will cause people to leave their church. Less people means less money. And we see that with 1 Timothy 6.5 where it says, These people always cause trouble, their minds are corrupt, and they have turned their backs on the truth. To them, a show of godliness is just a way to become wealthy. Yep, and you can see those. Those are going to be your. Yep. Those are going to be your um, Joel Olsteins, you know, your Rick yep. Warrens, your. Oh my gosh, um, the crazy guy with the, uh, with the with the crazy eyes. Why can't I think of his name right now? Um, the, with the, he was another one with the jet. With the crazy eyes. He does. He scares me. Oh, Kenneth Copeland. Kenneth That's Copeland. There yeah, you go. Yeah. Thank you. I'm like you're kind of crazy. crazy eyes. He's got kind of like eyes. demonic eyes. He, I don't he, know. Does. he does. It's crazy. So creepy. Okay. Second point. Um, we know there will be an increase in false teachings in Christianity, right? We see the warning in Second Timothy four verses three through four. A time will come when people will not listen to accurate teachings. Instead, they will follow their own desires and surround themselves with teachers who tell them what they want to hear. People will refuse to listen to the truth and turn to myths. Well, where do you think we are now? Yeah. These, Basically, and, could draw a timeline, and right there where it and says these that, people will say, "No, they're just love, and you're not loving them, and you're being mean, and you're Too judging." Mm -hmm. And Jesus said to love one another and to continue. Yes. So the next point, how to identify false teachers. Um, Isaiah 8.20 says, look to God's instructions and teachings. People who contradict his word are completely in the dark. Notice it says completely, right? So you take the full counsel of God's word and who are those that are contradicting it? They are completely in the dark. 
We also see in Malachi 3.18, Then you will again see the difference between the righteous and the wicked, between those who serve God and those who do not. Then in Matthew 7, verses 15 through 17, Christ says, Beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep, but are really vicious wolves. You can identify them by their fruit, that is, by the way they act. Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? A good tree produces good fruit, and a bad tree produces bad fruit. We just went over that in church this Sunday. We did. We did. And I also found that was interesting because in that like conference, that Zoom call or whatever with Francis Chan and, and Bill Johnson and Bickle, and all, I don't even know who all those people were, but um, he's just talking about, oh my gosh, getting to know, I think he was talking about Bill Johnson, but he's like getting to know him. He's just the nicest guy. He's yeah, just so nice. And his host, whole staff will say, nobody ever speaks bad of him. He's just always so nice and kind. So no, when we're talking about producing good fruit, it's not just yeah, being not a nice, kind that. person. Yeah, it is a lot deeper no, than see, that. The, the fruit that a teacher produces is their doctrine. Yes. And, and, it, and that shows... And there are thousands of people that they have. That's only proving Christ right when when we know that. It, well, that's going to be the parables that we're going over. Yeah, calm down. You're, you're, 13, you're, you're jumping I'm already ahead. there. That's next Sunday. Well, that's next Sunday. <laughs> you're getting ahead. Okay, so another point here too. Um, the Apostle John tells us in First John two verse twenty two, and who is a liar? Anyone who says that Jesus is not the Christ, anyone who denies the Father and the Son, is an antichrist. In Galatians five verses twenty two through twenty six, it says, "But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control." Let me interrupt. That that does not mean. The person says, yep, God's not God. That makes them a false teacher. A lot of people think that. That's not what that, I mean, yes, that, that could be that. You could apply that to that, of course. But that's not what they're speaking of. We're speaking of people that teach false doctrines and deny that Jesus is the Christ. Yeah. That's That's the result of their false doctrine. So we're not talking about people that are literally saying that, that would be obvious that they're not followers of Christ. Yep. And we would have no need for anything written about that. If that were the case. We know that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's that simple. Go ahead. Um, Sorry. So back in Galatians, right, the fruit of the Spirit, um, it says, There is no law against such things. Now those who belong to the Messiah Jesus have crucified their flesh with its passions and desires. Um, hello, Stephen Furtick, right? Hello, well, any of those and around this, that Notice circle. how this is all about you, yes. your passions, your desires. Your dreams, And they use your Christ as the, as the selling point. Yep. Yep. To get exactly, to get this feeling, this yearning. And you know what this turns into? You needing to go to church. You needing to be involved. You needing to do all these things that are absolutely fruitless. Yep. Because you're not being fed the word. You're being, fret, you're being fed garbage. This is not sound, solid biblical doctrine at all. What these people teach. 
And it's not only in these obvious ones that are that are going off the rails. This is even in your local churches. Some of some local pastors, smaller church pastors, different things like this. It's innocent, guys. If they're teaching something ignorant, a lot of times it's innocent. It's it's not it's not it, it does happen. Don't get me wrong. There's plenty of false small churches. Sure. But as far as on a larger level, it's it's most of these people, it's a business and they know what they're doing. And we need to watch out for it. Well, and that brings us to our next point. Can we judge and expose false teachers? So let's look scripturally an and see answer what that answer this. is, right? Because again, we're going to scripture for everything. First Timothy 1, verses 3 through 4. When I left for Macedonia, I urged you to stay there in Ephesus. And note what he says here. Stop those whose teaching is contrary to the truth. Don't let them waste their time in endless discussions of myths and spiritual pedigrees. These things only lead to meaningless speculations which don't help people live a life of faith in God. See, this, that is... Paul is speaking to Timothy in 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy is a pastoral letter. So he's writing instructions and reminders to pastors. To Timothy specifically and to the early church pastors. But we, this, these are our pastoral epistles. So people that, that, that are pastors, that are teachers, our books mainly are First and Second Timothy and Titus. Because in those books, and there's more, of course. I mean, he, Romans is great. I mean, that that's obviously it. I, I, most of Paul's letters were for um, for teachers, but specifically Timothy here. This is this is your instructions, teachers, shepherds what you are supposed to do so if you see this doc if this doctrine is coming anywhere in your in within your radar you end it you stop it like i say we're not the police we don't go out and just go for the source but we call it out and we pull as many people out of this with scripture and truth as we possibly can and there's there's boatloads of people that are coming from this praise god I think half of my church, probably half. Yeah, that sounds about comes from this scary background. Very accurate. Yeah. Um. So it, it's out there, and it's it, it's, but it's people are coming, and they're realizing truth, and it just sets people on fire once they go to scripture, and they just, you know, it just sets people on fire. So th that's what we are called to do is shepherds and to protect our sheep like this and he says stop those whose teaching is contrary to the truth not let them continue let them stop those don't let them waste their time in endless discussions of myths and spiritual pedigrees these things only lean to meaningless speculations which don't help people live a life of faith in God. If that doesn't sound like any everything that I've heard come out of Stephen Furtick, Bill Johnson's mouth, and I don't know what does. These things are meaningless, and they're, and they're getting these meaningless personal revelations, and it, that doesn't do any good for your daily life. 
that doesn't do good for when you're at home fighting with your husband all the time or when he's cheating or when you're doing things that you shouldn't be supposed to. You know, these things don't, that it doesn't help any of that. Makes you feel really good and you think you're, you're part of a social club. But it's a false Christ. Well, then let's see, looking at our next point, Ephesians 5.11, take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. No part, right? Yeah, None. no part. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure we're clear. On and that. not even take no part, but instead expose, expose them. Expose them. That's yeah. right. I That's forgot about that part. Okay. He also says again in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 18 through 20, Timothy, my child, I am instructing you in keeping with the prophecies made earlier about you so that by following them, you may continue to fight the good fight with faith and a good conscience. Fight by the good fight. By ignoring their consciences. Now, wait a minute. Wait. I'm sorry. I'm going to interrupt you in the middle. Why would he be instructing Timothy to fight in the middle of instructing him on sound doctrine? Yeah. Pay attention to that. Go ahead. By ignoring their consciences, some people have destroyed their faith like a wrecked ship. They're like, oh, my gosh. It's so. I well, don't. And continuing, I wish I knew how to teach this more clear than the text says. Why do you? What do you think Paul does? He must just stand there and face, face palm all the time. Every time a Christian goes, day. judge not. You know, you're just day. trying to share the love of Christ. And Paul's up there going, "Are you kidding me right now?" Um, some people have destroyed their faith like a wrecked ship. These include Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I handed over to Satan so that they may learn not to blaspheme. That's pretty hardcore. Wow. What do you think that means? Wow. It's not that some obscurity. Hardcore. I mean, it's literally what yeah, it, it says. Yeah, he's not just throwing out little obscure things in the dark. No. And then again, First Timothy, um, oh wait, no, I just did that one. Watch out for false doctrine, right? We need to be watching out for these things. It is, well, that's another thing, because then I feel like you get the group of Christians that are like, you know, I just don't even, that's not even in my realm of anything I pay attention to. I, I just don't, I don't like that negative stuff, right? You get that other right. side of it? Okay, well, you're called to watch out for false doctrine. Galatians 1, verses 7 through 8, not that they... Not that there really is another gospel, but there are some who are disturbing you and wanting to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should <laughs> preach a gospel contrary to the one I we preach this. to you, let him be condemned to hell. Wow. Pretty Dude, strong like, words there. That's, I, that's what I tell people. And that's the, the clearest way people always say judge not you're being too mean yeah well paul is telling people that teach false teachings and that knowingly do this that they may be condemned to hell that doesn't sound very loving that's not very loving but it is loving for those that are being taught this nonsense that he is saying, no, this is serious. You need to be watching out for this. This is, I, I love you and I want you to be saved. They're out there being wolves and they know they're being wolves. Because Let it's a refusal. He hell. says in tears that people walk against the cross of Christ. In tears, he says these things. So it's not that he's, he's happy pronouncing these things, but he's saying if you teach false doctrines and a false Christ, let you be condemned to hell. It doesn't matter how I feel about you personally. It doesn't matter. Yes, we're humans. Guess what? Our God is not. And he doesn't judge like we do. But he instructs us 
on his word. He holds his word above all things. Well, and let's see how he even continues here, right? Second John 1, verses 10 and 11. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not receive him into your house and do not give him any greeting because the person who gives him a greeting shares in his evil deeds. Okay, so for us Christians, that should mean that we don't invite any of this into our homes, across our ears, across our televisions, across what we quote, what we type, what memes we share, all these different things. Well, and again, that was that point when Francis Chan was going around with Todd White and people were freaking out. And Francis Chan's response was like, oh, no, no, I'm just trying to, you know, share what I have to share. And it's all pointing to Christ, blah, 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 blah. Well, and he, you know that in this video, he, he recognizes all that and he apologizes for even clearing it up. Yeah, yeah. So he apologized for so, his Which defense. puts him even further in the bad category yep. because here it's saying, do not even give any greeting to this person. So, you know, joining them on a tour, hugging, laughing, hanging out, lifting one another up, that clearly we're, we're past that here. Um, we see in Romans 16, verses 17 through 18, and now I make one more appeal, my dear brothers and sisters. Here it is, guys, ready? Watch out for people who cause divisions and upset people's faith by teaching things contrary to what you have been taught. Not by saying something unkind about another teacher, not by calling someone out for their, you know, blasphemy, not by, no, 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 by teaching things contrary to what you have been taught. And, and what they had been taught was the very things from the apostles' mouths themselves. Yes. This wasn't, no, oh, I think this is what this no, might mean. No. I think the Greek word here, no, yeah, no, this is straight out of the apostle's mouth. Well, and look how he goes on to say, stay away from them. Such people are not serving Christ our Lord. They are serving their own personal interests by smooth talk and glowing words. They deceive innocent people. They deceive innocent people by smooth talk. That's as easy as it says. No, nobody likes my talk, so I'm not smooth talking anything. <laughs> But, okay, and just in case we're not clear on the topic yet, let's look at Colossians 2.8. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. Um, we're told again and again, right, about the warning against any adding or taking away or twisting of Scripture. Revelation twenty two eighteen through 19 is the clearest part. And I solemnly declare to everyone who hears the words of prophecy written in this book, if anyone adds anything to what is written here, God will add to that person the plagues described in this book. And if anyone removes any of the words from this book of prophecy, God will remove that person's share in the tree of life and in the holy city that are described in this book. That's terrifying. Um, yeah, then, absolutely is terrifying. The next point the article makes, it says, testing the spirit. We want to guard yourself with the Bible. And they, they share here, 1 John 4, 1. Dear friends, do but, not... You know, but think about... I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you again, but I, I'm just... You set me off on that last verse of Revelation. You got me thinking again. Notice how he's warning us in this prophecy to not add or take away that's immediate punishment. He's like, he's threatening immediate punishment. Yeah. So, like, that, that just trips me out, man. Like, you're cool with that? <laughs> I, 
I'm not. I don't want to add anything to this. It's only completely terrifying, but I you mean, know. <laughs> but a lot of feeling and emotion gets added to it. Sure, a, lot, a whole lot of it. All right, I'm sorry for interrupting. Um, People that always yell at me for interrupting me because I'm some oppressive man or something. Are you done? <laughs> no. <laughs> I should keep going. First right. John 4, 1. Dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit. You must test them to see if the Spirit they have comes from God. For there are many false prophets in the world. Guys, these, these guys are a dime a dozen. First Thessalonians 5.21, but test everything, hold fast what is good. Second Timothy 3.16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And again, the point nobody likes because it's not loving, but the topic of rebuking them. Second Timothy 4.2, okay, guys, these are very, very clear. Be ready to spread the word whether or not the time is right. Point out errors. Warn people and encourage them. Be very patient when you teach. Again in Titus Warn 3. people. Yeah. Point them out. Titus 3, 10 through 11. As for a person who stirs up division after warning him once and then twice, have nothing more to do with him. Knowing that such a person is warped and sinful, he is self-condemned. Self You're not condemning condemned. him. He, he is, is condemning -condemned. himself. That's, I mean, flat out, that's all you need to say right there. I'm not, and that's what I, that's what I'm trying to say is it's not coming from me. It's coming from God's word. So it's self-condemned. And then some reminders again in Ephesians 4, verses 14 through 15. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of the body, head of his body, the church. Jude 1.4 says, For certain individuals whose condemnation was written about long ago have secretly slipped in among you. So again, guys, remember, this is within slipped the church. in among you. So that's the most important thing to round this all off in, is that they have slipped in among you. So what did we just go over? Where did Francis start? Yep. He started solid. He knows the way. Okay, say what you want about Masters or, or about John MacArthur and people have strong opinions about him. It's a solid seminary. I mean, he came and, and I've heard him preach in Masters, not personally, but hearing him preach in Masters. And I've, I've had sermons that were good. And now he is completely on this other side of making a shipwreck of all of these things. Go ahead. Well, and it finishes saying, you know, they're, they are ungodly people who pervert the grace of our God into a license for immorality and deny Jesus Christ, our only sovereign Lord and Lord. Um, and he also notes here in this article, they might look like a Christian and do good deeds, but even Satan disguises himself, right? And that was that point Francis Chan talking about how, oh, they're the nicest people. 
Second yeah. Corinthians 11 verses 13 through 15 say these people are false apostles. They are deceitful workers who disguise themselves as apostles of Christ. But I am not surprised. Even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it is no wonder that his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. Do you guys notice that? It is no wonder that Satan's servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. In the end, they will get their punishment for their wicked deeds that they deserve. Second yeah. Timothy three five. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. Stay away. John eight verse forty four. Christ said, "You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and a father of lies." <laughs> I mean, it's it seems so, pretty straightforward. So clear, yeah. And I I really don't know how to um, teach it any more clear than what the text says. But even though in context Paul is dealing with some different problems in the church, this fits in instructions for shepherds and for teachers and how to uh, watch out for these things. So, um, yep. So we are to watch out. Yep. We are to be diligent. We are to do all of these. Um, we just want to uh, let everybody know that we plan on doing a full series on these. I know there's a lot to talk about here. I had even some other things that I wanted to go over. Um, and we've already talked for 45 minutes. Yeah, it's hard so it's to fit all so of this in. It's a big topic. We'll just make this part one or, or whatever part of the series of these things that we're going to do on false teachings, false teachers, yeah. going over the scriptures, speaking of them, showing how we're not hateful, all these different things. So, But I think this gives a good little starting area for those that have never really thought to look for this or, you know, these different things, how to go about it. Is this scriptural? Are you just being mean? Are you supposed to do this? You know, so this gives you a start of, again, 25 scriptures that you can start digging into and looking around and seeing what scripture truly says about these things. Right. Yeah. So. Yep. Hopefully that helps you guys, and we will be back next time with more into this. If there is a specific teacher or yeah, someone... Yeah, we'll continue. The, 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 a lot of the things that were said on this video yes. and done are things that are going to extend into more uh, teachings. So like I said, the video that we are referring to is, will be um, uh, available on the link below. Yeah, that'll be there in the description. And then, of course, if you ever have any questions about a specific teacher or a specific, you know, something, you can always reach out. Go to APHomeChurch.com um, and reach out and ask. And anything that we can do, let us know. Otherwise, we'll see you guys next time. See you next time.